the Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found on the episode's description. Hi, and welcome back to Rollcast. I'm Tom, the DM, and as always, I'm joined by JB playing Deeks, our little gnome. Good evening. Coogan playing Gregor, our dragonborn. Greetings. And of course, Gaz playing Ezador slash Jack, but Ezador this time. Our human. Yes. Yes. I believe I am now. What a relief. It's quite a relief for all of us, but we'll we'll cover mm. that in the uh, catch up. Um, but guys, as has be quickly, you know, become our thing for the intro. I have a quick question for you. Oh yes, specifically about you know you guys, your characters, and whatnot. So for this Coogan, oh, I'd like to know something that is a favorite of Gregor's, please. So this could be uh. his favorite food, his favorite drink, his favorite memory place. Smell, whatever. Something that is hmm. his favourite. And why? Oh, flipping out, there's so many things. Um, I, think it's hang- I think it's hanging out with my party, i got to say. Well, my old party, unfortunately. I mean, we had our ups and downs, but when we was in the tavern having a good drink and having a good laugh, it felt normal in my life. I mean, with me being surrounded by, well being chased by well <laughs> but I'll by, the agent of King, by the agent of King Titan was that by any chance maybe maybe being chased by yes by King Titan and my old religion it's nice to just kick back and just actually relax for a while and okay. to feel like to feel normal that's fair enough okay Ezador. Could you tell me one of your favourites, please? Just a favourite thing, a favourite memory, a favourite place, something along that. Just something that is a favourite of yours, please. Oh, favourite me, favourite memory. That's too, that's too much of a long road to go down there, I'm afraid. Uh, I, you know, I like the simple pleasures in life. I would say a nice, good book. That, 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 that seems like a lovely pastime to me in front of the fire book maybe a fancy ale uh i just you know drinking maybe knowledge you know like a fact book of some kind it's just anything you need to get lost in the words so would you say your favorite thing then is gaining knowledge gaining knowledge Ga- gaining gaining acquiring knowledge oh gaining i'm sorry what you said gaming i'm like well games i don't play games you don't get as famous as me or as well-renowned as I do playing games, my friend. But yes, I do. (laughs) Wonderful. And finally, (laughs) Deeks, how about you? Yeah. Um, Well, you'd probably think it's something to do with knowledge for Deeks, but uh, actually... Yeah, the forest, but actually, in fact, one of his favourite things to do is to replenish ink pots with specialty inks. I've 
feel like we need a bit of an explanation there. Well, he's just got a thing for ink. Good quality ink and how it how it sticks to parchment. You know, and the devices that come with it. You can travel the lands for specialty inks and the the different than the common ink you come across, believe me. It just absolutely loves them. I'm not going to pursue this line of questioning any further about Deeks and coming across ink. I'm afraid I'm going to have to. (laughs) You've uh, sparked my curiosity there, uh, Little Deeks. Would you like me to elaborate? Go on. Yes, I would. I thought ink would just be black ink where you write words, but there's different. Black black ink? Where you get blue ink? Ink of all sorts. Squid ink is, is one of... It's still black. It, that, so, yeah, squid ink is black, but the way it holds to the parchment is spectacular. You're a weird one, it's, it, But, you, you know, it, there's this thing called writing in bold, and that basically is is like thicker ink. So when you're writing letters that, that are thicker, you need to be writing them more bold, and squid ink is phenomenal you, for writing I, in bold. I thought you just used uh, a thicker quill. I suppose. No, 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 no. So if you get like very thin running ink. Okay, guys. So last time that we were all at the table, uh, we began just after Deeks had finished quite the kill on the nice big spider childrif as Viscera rained down on him and it was chucking it down and whatnot. Um, You guys then continue to investigate this abandoned village a little bit more, um, wanting to get out of it, yes, but also find out what the mystery behind it all was. So just before you manage to leave, Gregor, you overheard a little bit of a a noise in one of the shacks. So the three of you entered, Raynor staying outside to keep watch for any more further spiders. And as you guys... um, you entered the shack and searched around. Gregor, you found a diary. Gregor, you weren't too fussed about it, obviously, but you gave it to Dix, who then continued to read through it. And during which, Dix, you found out that this village had had its fair share of problems in the past, normally from goblins and the like, um, who would raid the village um, on an evening with their giant rats and kill various livestock and whatnot. They weren't a direct threat to the people of the village themselves, but their raids removed their food source, we'll say. Um, So, during reading this diary, you also discovered that the writer of the diary distrusted a strange man that had entered the village at some point, using what she called a parasol to hide him from the sun. This man took up residence at the house nearby to hers, and after a couple of days conversing with the owner, the man came up with a solution, which were the blue lanterns that were located all around the village. However, whilst this seemed to sort out the issue of the invading goblins, the diary then started picking up on other issues, more livestock going missing, scratching noises at night, webs appearing everywhere, and finally people started to disappear. The last entry in the diary was from that previous night, as Dix was looking through this, 
Gregor and Jack at this point had continued investigating elsewhere with Jack hearing more noises in the back room. Realising that someone was hiding under the floorboards, Jack tried to convince them to come out but failed miserably as a giant screaming tentacle monster would to a small, crying, fearful child. Luckily at this point Deeks had already come in and convinced Jack to rip the floorboards up. The first face that this poor soul saw was that of Deeks leaning in, helping her out. The child identified herself as Mila, a daughter of a farmer that lived there, however her father had gone missing. After a little bit of persuading, she agreed to go along with the group and they exited the village, during which she told a little bit more about her story. Back once they exited the village and met up again with the overall group, Deeks and Amrius got into a little bit of a little bit of an argument that got heated very quickly about Deeks's perceived notions of what the group should be, as well as Amrius trying to remind Deeks of his own responsibilities. Eventually they came to a little bit of a stalemate, storming off, if not for the uh, attempts to rile them up by Jack who then unfortunately rendered himself unconscious once more with the basilisk venom. Back in the camp itself, uh, Deeks decided to call it a night and fell asleep, whilst Gregor tried to help Mila calm down a little bit, although his way of doing that wasn't exactly successful after he reached into his bag of tricks and summoned a giant rat, a harbinger of doom essentially for this poor girl. It was great. <laughs> Additionally, he also let her sleep outside in the pouring rain whilst he slept in a nice comfy tent. Because if Gregor is one thing, it is charitable. The next morning, the group all awoke in much, much better spirits, apart from Mila, who seemed to be a bit more withdrawn into herself. But because of this, Deeks actually made his way back up to Amrius and apologised for his previous actions, whilst Amrius himself also apologised for how he came across to Deeks. The two made a bit of a tentative truce, and they agreed to continue journeying together. At this point, Ezidor had already come up to them and was back in his Ezidor self again, rather than Jack. He then explained to the group the intricacies of the stone that had dropped off the previous night, and how Jack was essentially a soul inhabiting his body, and that without that stone, terrible, terrible things could happen. Finally, before the group set off, Gregor noticed that uh, Mila was conversing with Raynor, Raynor had managed to get quite a lot of information out of Mila regarding the Parasol Man, including the fact that he was probably incredibly wealthy if he had continued pulling these tricks off. They also found out that Mila, rather than being sad and upset, started to become more and more vengeful, wishing to enact some form of revenge on this Parasol Man. Quite worryingly, Raynor had at this point started telling her how to torture people in order to get her revenge. Nonetheless, uh, the group then decided to make their way back to Salt Harbour, and the last that we saw you all, you had walked through the portal, and you had come out onto the wide, open countryside surrounding Port Harbour, overlooking a hill. And, as it all, you were back at Salt Harbour for the first time in centuries. No longer a small, little port settlement, now a big, bustling town. And that's where we're up to, guys. Brill. Okay, yeah, so guys, you've all just exited the portal. You're all starting to 
make your way to Salt Harbour itself, this giant, imposing port town. Esador, for you, is the first time in centuries that you've seen it. It is no longer the tiny, tiny little settlement it was. Instead, it's developed into a bustling, vibrant area. If the distance away that you are on from the hill, you can see it's become so much more. Gregor. Ah, it's good to be back. I feel like I already responded to that on the last session. You did, I was just resetting the scene. Okay. I was just checking it. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just <laughs> just re relaying the scene down as it were. Apologies. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> well, no, Great cause you <laughs> I apologised. <laughs> Damn right. It's <laughs> gonna be one of those sessions, isn't it? Oh yeah. Good. Gregor, as you're starting to walk forward, you you hear like a kind of voice once more in your head. Gregor, what, uh, what does this place come to us? Ah, uh, this is, um, I was about to say Pearl Harbor then. This is, uh, Salt Harbor. And that, uh, that glow in the distance, is that a new mine crystal by any chance? I believe so, yes. I don't think are I'm we, actually... Are we hearing him? Mm, you're not hearing the voice. Roll me a Gregor. Yeah, roll me a perception to see if you guys hear him, please, if you wish. You don't have to... I was going to say, do I, do, I was gonna say, do I know about the... Um, was it a mine crystal, you said? New mine crystal. New mine, yeah. Uh, do I know about the new mine crystal? Because I don't think I was with the... It's been, it's been explained to you enough times, yeah, about okay. the pink new mine crystal. It, it nullifies the magic in the area. Ah, yes, yes. There is a mine crystal on top of there. Uh, how did you know that? In my time in the temple, quite often people would wear me, for one reason or another, to gain power, to gain favour, and during which I could occasionally read surface forms. Some of these people came from this town, and the main thing that they kept on mentioning was the new mind crystal, and the fact that it nullifies magical properties. Ah. So, what do you think if I walked into the settlement? What do you think would happen? Well, I'm glad you raised that. See, this is what I wanted to talk to you about quickly before people noticed. What do you think will happen if a soul bound magically to an item walked into a perimeter where magic was dispelled? I would have thought that they... I would have thought they'd go mute in a way because it doesn't take... It doesn't actually take the power from the object. It stays with it until it uh, comes out of the harbour itself. Mm. I'd be inclined to agree there, but nullification, negating, it's almost like it draws the power away from it. And this might just be me being selfish, and it almost certainly is, but I do not want to run a risk of becoming unbound from this vessel and never being able to return. 
Who knows, I might return to the main form of Merkelwind. Well, it would be like I don't exist anymore. I just kind of just turn to my side and just like, what would you, like, just kind of whisper to myself, uh, what would you suggest we do then? Do I have to take you off or is, is that an I, option? I would prefer that and if I, if I spotted stuff correctly from my plan when you entered, with a bag of hold in or not. Yes, yes I do. Well then, Gregor, place me in the bag of hold in. It's a pocket dimension, it should be unaffected. By the new moon crystal, and obviously, if you find areas in this settlement that are unaffected by the new mine crystal, of course, you can wear me and converse with me again, or you can just wait until we're out of the perimeter of this effects. Hmm, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'm just gonna slowly take the hat off. We just much of that. The second I you just... take the sorry, go. I was going to say, as soon as I just take off, I just push it into the bag of holding. Yeah, Gregor. Yes? You seem to be awfully fond of that hat. I got a six on my perception, by the way. I presume I didn't you really nothing. recall him here. No, you just got... kind of saw him turn. Sorry. What did you get? What did you get, Isidore? Sorry? Oh, I got 18. Yeah, you can hear him talking to himself. I just listened to, well, what I would have done as well is just listen to that entire conversation, so that's what It's all very one-sided, you don't hear any of the responses. Oh yeah, but I definitely, from what he said, I know he was talking to someone, I'm with that hat, <laughs> so yeah, I you know. Can, uh, yeah, you can figure out, he's definitely talking to someone, and although you can't be a million percent certain, it would make sense that he's chatting to... Some is something relating to the helmet, urge the crown that he's wearing, or was wearing, should I say? Do you think something's going on with that? That hat of Gregor's. Are, are you talking to me or? I'm talking sorry, to Dicks. What was that? J j sorry, <laughs> just to point out, just to point out, Dicks, with that six. Unless no, Ezador has told you. I'm fully aware that I haven't heard the conversation, but previously, okay. I've noticed. Okay. That with the hat, the fact that it's still got it on its way. It's a crown, isn't it? It is. It's like a like, crown yeah. full of thorns and stuff like that. It's, so my my bit... sort of question is why why you know why is he still wearing the crown? Why is he's become fond of the crown? Fashion. Do you think um, there's something going on with that crown of of his as it all? Yes, absolutely. He's talking to someone. He's talking to someone. Yes, I just read that entire conversation. Um, judging by his actions and what he did and then putting it into the bag of holding, I would say someone told him to do that. Gregor, what do you say about this? You're talking about the crown, aren't you? The crown you've just put in your bag of holding. Ezidor uh, seems to think that you was talking to someone. Well, well secrets, Gregor. They could be our worst enemy. <laughs> I'll explain everything once we get to the tavern. Yes, I know. I know. I don't. Oh. Could you not explain it now? Well, There's I could, but we just... Wouldn't you fancy having an ale after this long journey? I know I do. I... Yes, yes, okay. As, as long as you promise to tell us. Of course, of course. I mean, you're going to be following me for 
this expedition, so... I just don't want to be surprised by anything. um... Well, from what I learned with the old group, well, my old companions, um, it's never good to keep secrets. Agreed. Right. All right, let's head. So, to yeah. the tavern? Is it all? Let's find out what... Uh, yes, or maybe you can tell me about these fine inks. Well, we're there. <laughs> I could elaborate. As you guys are walking here, Andreas and Ebjar kept pace. They're, they're kind of leading the group down. And, yeah, you are now walking down a bit of a dirt path. It's winding around. On both sides, as you're heading down this hill, as it's winding, you can see some fields. They have been... They've all been harvested at this point in time. The crops, the remainder, are kind of like the husks. You can tell that it's beginning to... beginning to essentially be harvest period. As you all continue walking, um, on one side of the road, there is a large stables. Um, it, it appears to be empty at this moment in time. There's the wooden fencing, but as you pass by it, you can see that there are no horses in the stable at all. There may have been one or two at one point, but those two horses have gone. Um, and on the other side is a large brick building that multiple guards are still entering and exiting from. And directly in front of you, there are a large set of wooden double gates. Also, you get the more obvious it appears that there are two station guards stood outside. Why, Ogma? This certainly is no small port now, is it, hey? Are we allowed in? Ah, oh, you should be. You just need to check in with the guard. How, how do we get an entry? We have to speak to the guards. As you're saying this, Amrys has kind of like already stepped forward and is conversing with the guards. You, oh, yeah. you can try can and follow him. Because you can try and listen if you want, but he's kind of Epchar's taking a step back. Amrys himself has yeah, actually walked I'm, towards them. I'm taking a step back as well. Um, so but I'm, I'm going to wait. Away. I'm going to wait and see what what happens. You know, I, I like to do things by the book. So as you're waiting, you can see. You can see Amri is kind of like in, not heated discussion, but you know, like he's talking quite, quite animatedly with the guards. He kind of looks, he kind of like points at the group, and the guard again kind of nods, looks at his list, and he shakes his head a little bit. So Amrius kind of looks at him again, turns and walks back to the group. So he approaches. There appears to potentially be a slight issue in that uh, Deeks and Ezador, obviously, as it is your first time entering the city, you have not registered. And uh, Gregor, well, uh, may we speak privately for a quick second? Of course, of course. You kind of, just follow kind of hand on your shoulder and just leads you away. Uh, Deeks and Ezador, we will register you momentarily, if that is quite all right. You may, of course, just go to the guards yourself. You are feeling up to it. Oh, yes, of course. I'll head straight down. Anything we should be concerned about? Yeah? Uh, No, no, just uh, something that may or may not have happened before Gregor left. Salt Harbour for the expedition, just something quickly to, to talk to him about. No secrets, I hope. 
Yeah, it will be up to Greg or if you do just divulge just the information. I'm oh, just I apologize. Merely I passing it on. Doing that to Gregor. <laughs> oh, very well, very well. Uh, of course, dear boys, uh, please go to the guards and oh, it will be quite simple for yourselves. Yeah, I'm following Dix. Okay, so he's Why, of... hello, hello there. Dix and Ezidor, you guys approach the guard <laughs> as Gregor is led away by Amrius. So as you approach the guard, you can see that it's a relatively youngish-looking man. doesn't have a helmet on, but he's kind of got this roughly spun leather armour. It's odd in that it doesn't look like it's ever seen a day of battle, but it looks so old and rough that like the seams are starting to come apart a little bit. It's kind of Why, hello? Oh, hello. hello. Are you uh, that group over there just gesturing behind you? Yes, I would like to gain access to your harbour. All right, that's fair enough. All I require is for you guys to register once you've been here before. That's fine. No, this is this is my first time. And your friend back there, just the one with the weird air. I, I simply have no idea. Maybe. Well, it's not quite my first time, but um, it's been a very long time, right? Since this was used to be just nothing but a small fishing port. Just kind it's of squints his eyes slightly. Just, it doesn't register quite what has happened. What Ezador said. All right. Well, I need your full names, where you're from, and uh, a little bit of collateral, just in case anything kicks off. You understand? Yes. For the registry, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my for name the, for the registry. Yeah. 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 My name is Dix Melancol. Yep. Dix. He's just kind of got a scroll out, just scrolling Melon Melancol. Right. Melancol, M-E-L-O-N-C-A-L-L. Oh, like, uh, oh, so I'm guessing your pa was a farmer then, like, on top of a hill, just like, melons, melancholy. No, not at all, not at all. Oh, gnomes, man, they don't have a sense of humour. Anyway, where are you from? I'm from the Belitus Forest, in the regions of Reslin. Oh, yeah, we're all Belitus. A lot of mushrooms there. Mushrooms. There are, yes. Yeah. Ah, sarah, sarah, very well. Yeah. You have you, travel, have you travelled the region at all yourself? Uh, unfortunately not, no. Never really left this area. Never even really left no. Salt Harbour. But there's, there's some travellers who come by that tell us tales of giant mushrooms that can walk and talk via their minds. It's a weird one, is that? Ah, well, it's not all what it seems to be, but, uh, you know... People tend to blow things out of proportion, but yes, there is there is an element of uh, of difference, let's say, in that region. Yeah. Well, I hope you've got to have, these... have your wits about you, if you know what I mean. I can imagine, mate. It's the same here, really. Just a different kind of wits, isn't it? I imagine a big old city like this is very different to a forest full of mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> it is. It is. Yes, but uh, uh, thankfully for myself, I, I am very well travelled. Ah, good. Well, I hope we don't ever see one of those mushroom folk around here. I don't think it'd do too well with the, you know, salt in the air. Oh, I, I highly doubt it. It wouldn't be wouldn't be a great place for them to grow here anyway. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that was a nice little tete-a-tete, but uh, collateral. Yes, please. and what is your name? My name is... My name is... Oh, Rick. you haven't travelled much, have you? No, no, my name is Rick Mastley. Rick Masterly. Well, it's a pleasure to be 
It's a pleasure to be of your acquaintance, sir. Uh, you two kind of holds out his hand for a handshake. Ah, glorious. Tell you what, I like you, mate. I'm never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? Just for that. I'm going to let you in. I'm going to turn around and let you in without any collateral. Just don't desert the town. <laughs> or hurt anyone. Don't make anyone cry. Cry. <laughs> and for the love of God, don't say goodbye. You have my don't word. Don't tell a lie. <laughs> Oh, also, yeah, don't tell any lies in there. Don't hurt anyone. <laughs> so just, he'll let you through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm walking through. Just kind of like... <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to go. Well, I oh, would well. walk five miles <laughs> and I would walk. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't quite get that. So is that a reference to something? No, it's a song. I thought we were singing songs. Let me what? In. No, no. Yeah. Me, me and that little, no, me and that gnome were just talking in sentences and stuff, you know. Oh, just having a conversation. Oh, I thought you were singing a tune. No. Oh, how embarrassing! I must come across rather foolish. You do come across rather foolish, friend. What's your name? Steady on. It's a weird name, Steady. Oh, wait a second. What's your name? No, it, it, it's Ezador. Ezador. I need, well, I've never really needed any other name. People just know me as Ezador because it's all they need to know. Mm. Well, I might need to know a bit more than that. Ah, Jax. Ezador Jax. All right. And where are you from, Ezador Jax? With a J. Where? Um, where am I from? I, yeah. What, recently? Or. I mean, you have to be more specific, my friend. Just asking, where did I where come you... from? Oh. <laughs> where was where I did born? You... Oh. Where did you go or where did you come from? <laughs> come on, I, Joe. <laughs> I don't think there are any other lyrics to that. Either. No, <laughs> I don't think there are. Where did, where did you ail from? Where did I ail from? Yeah, where did you ail from? Uh, what, uh, would you mean where did I live for some time or yeah let's go with that I've been everywhere you're not really helping your case here mate I, I'm trying to answer the question as best you ask it okay so you... I'll put parts unknown alright well collateral we definitely need some collateral from you then oh um a word of advice no, that's not collateral. That's 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 literally the advice. Some monetary value, something of monetary value. If you, monetary. you know do what? I, do I get this back? Well, yeah. If you don't, if you don't cause any hassle. Hmm. That stone looks awfully nice. <laughs> yes. No. 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 You can't have that. I'm afraid it's uh, hmm. a family heirloom. Well, if it's a family heirloom, that actually that would work really well as collateral, because you're not going to fuck around if you're going to lose a family heirloom, are you? Well, that is true, but it's also... I mean, you can take anything else, just not the stone. Yeah, so Ezador, as he is trying to convince you to take your family heirloom off... Family heirloom. Roll me an insight check. Oh, yeah, I got 40, 40, 15. 15 and Deeks did you say that you had spotted I, I was just looking that he's having 
trouble. Yeah, it's taking a bit longer towards. than you were, so you're starting to walk towards. Um, Ezidor, once now that you are in range of um, the new mind crystal, essentially, Jack's voice is a lot stronger in your head now. Feels like you're wrestling for control, almost. Oh dear. <laughs> What's wrong? I what do you mean, oh dear? I come, I come, that new mine crystal, it's um, yeah. in the middle of your city. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice big, isn't yeah. it? Nice yeah, big. That, that has a problem with magic items, doesn't it? Well, you say a problem, I don't think it's a problem. It just stops magic. It is very, very good for what we need. It means that we can't be attacked by any dragons or any magical creatures or items. And yeah, if you, it is great if you've got curses. Actually, there's a lot of citizens in here who have curses on the outside. And they come in here, and then there's nothing because it's magically ah. bound, isn't it? If it was somewhere to do with soul, I would assume that's a bit different because like a soul merging isn't isn't magical it is to do with your very core of your being but who am i to say i'm just a simple guard yes 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 hmm okay well all right I, i'll be honest with you i actually came here specifically to do something with this stone so i need this stone in there to be honest so i mm. can you know to see a trader just basically get it appraised and turn it into a a fancy jewellery to like, keep it on me, so I'd rather need it for entry, you see, so I could do the whole purpose for me being here. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, I quite, well, I'd say I like the cut of your jib, but that's a lie, you've been a bit obtuse with me. So I'll tell you what, I, t I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, you take five minutes, you have a nice walk, you have a nice walk up to that windmill, you have a nice walk back, and you think about what it is you want to use as your collateral. I'll still be here. I'll let everyone else in. Uh, apart from that guy who's talking to the Dragonborn, those two will probably still be here. But you have a nice walk up to that windmill, right? Because obviously that stone means a lot to you. And I'm just going to take a guess here. New Mind Crystal's skewing it around, seeing as you're all like, oh no, there's a New Mind Crystal. And then you come back and we'll decide what collateral it is you want, all right? Uh, may I interject here? You may, but you might not be able to do anything on this. My mind's pretty made up at this point. I think you should have a walk up to the windmill. Oh, that's, I understand, I understand. Maybe I can put some collateral down for him. You can, but I still think that a walk up to the windmill would probably kill his head. Why do you want me to go to the windmill? Because <laughs> I think you need to clear your head. It's certainly not the DM trying to gently push you somewhere because he forgot to do something <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Certainly not. Oh, I okay. I think I get your point. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> ah, yes. I'll take this walk to the windmill. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I do apologise. It wasn't my intention to get you all fired up. I just, I, I like to be accurate in these questions. You see, but <laughs> I agree with you. I think a good Quite walk right. to the windmill would do me good. <laughs> <laughs> and I can think about my actions. <laughs> you can think about what you've done. <laughs> okay. 
I said, are you walking up to the windmill? I'm going to go to the windmill, I think. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, you pass by um, Gregor and Amrius. Uh, Deeks, you kind of, yeah, you, you see him just kind of turn and walk away to the windmill. You can follow him if you wish, or you can stay in the town. Where is he? Where Fancy is he going? Fancy a John to oh, the windmill, Dicks. He could, he could uh, do with you, clearing need, his head. If you, if you think you need my assistance, of course I'll accompany you. Well, I, I believe it's to just clear my head, but who knows? <laughs> Out of curiosity, then, I'm going to go with him. Fair enough. So you both pass by Amrius and Gregor. As you do, we kind of shift to Amrius and Gregor. Uh... Is there anything, Gregor, before we re-enter, uh, seeing as certain things may happen? Not immediately, but during your stay. Is there anything that you wish to divulge about your championship fight, as it were? Uh, my championship... Oh, with yes. the, the big orc. Yes, oh. you, you, you see, you were there that night that it burnt down, obviously. You were... You were in attendance, you were the main event, as it were. Mm -hmm. Do you have any knowledge of what happened? As you, you, you see, before you left, I do not know if you recall this, it's been quite some time, but you both you and our poorly departed Ivor both mentioned to a certain Crumb Grimlock that if any guards had any questions about what had transpired that evening, to contact you, you would do everything that you could to help. Yes, yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Um, what is is this about the burning down of the the fighting guild? It is indeed. Yes, you see, obviously, uh, the three of you were there that evening. Mm. Uh, there are tales, there are uh, recollections from people that uh, Ivok attempted to help people. You yourself also attempted to help people in Ragnarok. Well, Ragnarok was being Ragnarok, of course, and also mm -hmm. may have been inadvertently responsible for killing at least one person with a thunder wave to a door that flew down some stairs and killed a man. Uh, However, as you were at ground zero, as it were, mm -hmm. I was wondering, because you will be asked by others, mm -hmm. I was wondering, do you know what happened that night? You see, obviously, it, it might seem a bit suspicious for the town's guard that you were the centre of attention, so to speak, and then yet, nearly a few days later, you left for weeks on end. Well, uh, there may be something I need to tell, but I think I need to tell the right person. Very well, I will... There is a side of me that wishes to investigate further. However, I have what? <laughs> there is a side of me which wishes to investigate further. Mm -hmm. However, for now, I will respect your wishes if you do not wish to uh, converse this with me. I, if you're, if you're going to get involved, I mean, you, I'm guessing you must need to hear this, but I think this isn't the... I just look around, just... This isn't the right place to talk to this. Very well. Uh, and then, whilst I have you, <laughs> away from everyone else, there was something a little unrelated that I wished 
to ask or to discuss oh. very quickly. Of course, of course. Go and speak when, your mind. When you arrived here, you sought out... Yeah, go away. Just piss off. <laughs> yes, of course. Go away. <laughs> when Coogan wordplay. Mm, fuck it up. I told you I'm not good with my words. I just say what comes out. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Go away. You <laughs> great scum. I don't want to speak to you right now. Fuck it. <laughs> Grey skinned fucker. <laughs> uh, when you first, when you and your group first arrived in uh, Salt Harbor, you all sought us out. You sought out my family, Ebchar and myself, quite quickly and knew about the expedition. Mm -hmm. Along the way, along our journey, we have found out that you are on a quest to destroy the plimps of Merkel. However, I suppose my main question is, how did you discover that we were going on the expedition in the first place? Have you a network of people? Um, that is a good question. Um... I think we just found we just found about it. Um, I think we found it by Crumb, I believe. The barkeep. I believe so. I mean, it was a while ago. I mean, with everything no, no, that's, that's happened at the moment, it's just it's a bit um, it's a bit fuzzy at the moment. No, no, that is quite understandable, of course. Um, do you believe this crumb would be amenable to a discussion? Uh, sir, without offending crumb, I do not believe that... Well, I do not believe that he would have the mental fortitude to run an entire operation against Merkel himself. So I wish to discuss matters with him and... Well, see if his... Uh, well, master's the wrong term. Higher up would be... Um, willing to discuss some matters. Yeah, you're more than welcome to, but I... <laughs> I just give a little light figure. I don't think... Uh, definitely, he's definitely not the mastermind of this. No, no, of course not. So um, I'm just wondering if there is one above him, so to speak, that Crumb may be able to put me in touch with. We'll see. I, I find myself... I find myself at a crossroads. Obviously, we will almost certainly be helping you Hunt this temple of Merkel, uh, this court of Merkel, or they have, they have my tome, my tome, that I went into that godforsaken temple to find and they stole it. Mm. However, uh, the question remains do we go further? Do we help you further? So, this discussion with this crumb and his higher up may elucidate some stuff for me. You're. I just give a little bit of a sigh if you really want to get involved with this I think it's best that you had a talk with me myself and also Crumb together yes. at the at the tavern I think I need to maybe make my mission a bit more clear to you yes very well then uh, just to point out when I say that I will be involved more, it is more of a support role. I will not be traversing the entire country with you, nay. 
However, where I can, I will probably provide support. Ah, that's... That's very kind of you, I've got to say. I mean, we definitely need the help. That's temple. Yeah. Just kind of stares away for a second. Hmm. We'll talk about more of this when we get to the tavern, anyway. That's fair. Yeah, um, you, you've seen this look on his face before on other soldiers on the wall. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. He just kind of nods slightly. Yes, yes. Let us, uh, let us enter the city. Uh, I believe I saw your friends uh, walk well. Friends. Uh, got two new companions walking right. back up to the windmill. However, we can always wait for them in the entryway. Oh, yes. I mean, I just give a shout out to uh, Dix. Dix. I don't know if I can hear him how far we got to the windmill. Uh, you can hear him from that. He's a bit faint, but you can definitely tell he's shouting you. I turn around, yeah, yes, yes, Gregor. We'll meet you at the tavern in the town. Okay, yes, that's fine. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just going to walk into the town. Okay. I'm just going to okay. see what's uh, going on with Ezidor at this point then, in time. Okay, so Ezidor... Upon reaching the windmill with Beaks, Jack's voice once again becomes a bit quieter, a little bit more controlled. Uh, what, what, what? What, 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 what's going on, is it all? Uh, yes, this, we've got a little unforeseen problem, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, this stone of mine that keeps uh, Jack's at bay. It doesn't seem to work near that crystal there. Oh, you're worried about the new crystal? A little bit concerned, yes. I mean... Negates magic? Your stone is magic? Yes, yes, it keeps the... It keeps that Jackson to... Well, I wouldn't say controlled, but... It keeps him settled enough when he knows that I can just... Pop him back in his place at a moment's notice. And you don't feel you're going to be able to um, have control in Salt Harbor? I haven't had time to consider this. Uh... That is that is very unfortunate, Ezidor. I do, I do feel for you here. You have to use uh, can arcane abilities to uh, to keep yourself in control. That is uh, that must be a, a huge burden to bear. It is. I think it was just a stroke of luck that he decided to drink that venom stuff that I managed to actually gain back control but if he didn't do that then who knows you'd still be speaking you wouldn't be speaking to Jack now probably because he'd been gallivanting off on his pleasure <laughs> which is yes or tormenting me <laughs> you know what he's like yes if you're still alive that is <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, I think we'll be alright. I think I'll just have to have a word with Jax. Yeah, please. Meta for a second. Um, yes. Just because I'm hazy on the last session there. When Ezidor was talking about uh, the stone with, I think it was, I know it was at least Amrius or Gregor or something. It was that me, yeah. that you were there. Was I, was I involved in that conversation? Okay. You was, yes. Yes, you, you had Out. kind of like shuffled in your hat and then peeked up. Yeah. All right, out of meta again then. Yes. Um, Ezid, are you sure that's a good idea to risk it? 
Well, based the, on our last conversation, the, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm thinking is that if I give, if no, I don't know, because <laughs> the last conversation we had, uh, you you really needed control of that stone, otherwise there would be problems. And if you do not have control of that stone in Salt Harbor, then surely they go, they are going to be problems. Yes, well, if you understand the pact I have for this um, this creature of mine, um, you'll know that I allow him to get involved in fights and everything, and under the understanding that I can take over whenever I want. Um, and he knows I can only do that with the stone. So if we enter there, and then he would potentially take me over, he would know that he would never be able to leave the boundaries of the crystal. Because as soon as he yes. did, I'd be back in power. Yes, but bear in mind, that might be enough. Think about the repercussions here. If he can take over an entire harbour, an entire village under his control, and you, you have no say in it. Does he have, does he, does he have any reasoning at all? Well, yes, he must do. Otherwise he wouldn't, well, no, I, I, no, I don't think he does. <laughs> then this is an enormous risk, I must it say. It is. I feel, as much as I do not like to say this, I feel that you need to stay outside of Salt Harbor. Oh. Until I... we at least can find a way. Give me can... 30 seconds moment pause. Can you both also roll me a perception check, please? 20, not a natural. Ooh, God. Well, 21. Okay, let's start with Deeks then. Deeks, it's gone definitely quiet. As you two have been conversing, you only now, after after finishing discussing, really, have you noticed how quiet it has become. The birds are no longer tweeting. The windmill behind you is no longer whooshing. The wind is no longer rustling. Everything appears to have become silent. It is an awfully quiet. Are you having a thought, is it all? I'm thinking. There's no sounds. Not one with that, is it all? No sounds to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that. Not only that, is it all? But as you're looking around, you see that the windmill is no longer turning. You look a little bit more and you can see that some of the husks of the crops seem kind of like half bent in the wind, but no longer moving. You look up in the sky and you see there are birds there. But the birds are also frozen in place. You turn back around and you look at the windmill once more. And it's the damnedest thing. One of those... Veins on the windmill, one of the turbines on the windmill, essentially, the 
um, fabric veins. It looks like two eyes have popped out. And that's the wrong one. It looks like... YMCA Saturday. As, as you turn and look at this windmill that is frozen in place, and you look at the fabric vein on it, you see two eyes pop into existence. Ah, it's a door. Deeks! Ah, <laughs> oh, oh. How are you being? Oh, glorious. Glorious. I've been, I've been coming up with your new power! <laughs> Indeed, Do you remember? I've been yes, I've been waiting patiently, patiently for it. Yes. very patiently. <laughs> well, Deeks, are you sure you don't want power? I'm good. Very well, Isidore. Curious. You yes. wanted, you wanted the power to control minds, did you not? Oh, yes, something along that well, line would be great. It's been authorized and also not authorized at the same time. <laughs> we can't just give you the power to control minds. That is too broken, too overpowerful, too OP, as it were. Hmm. So we've come to a compromise. Myself and the one to talk to me. <laughs> so what it will be is a much better power of persuasion. <laughs> Much, much better. A little similar to what your predecessor Ivor had. But okay. more controlled. Yes, well, we gave him the full power last time, and, well, we all know how that worked out, don't we? No. You're in his place now. <laughs> well, that's how it worked out. He's no longer here. He's bitten in twain. Oh, Blood nice. and guts everywhere. And you, Wazador, are still alive. So... We're going to take a different tact this time. When you visit people, when you see them for the first time, or when you just wish for it, you can become very persuasive. But only to certain people. Not all of them will react kindly. But the ones that do, well, <laughs> they'll do anything for you. Anything at all, even kill themselves, or their friends, or their family, or anything that you desire, really. However, it's a bit of a, well, it's a bit of a shot in the dark, as it were. You are only able to attempt it once on someone. If it works, then they will be susceptible to your persuasions forever. If it fails, well, it's going to be very difficult for you to convince them to do anything. Excuse me, forever? Well, yes, until they die. Oh. <laughs> uh, just wow. to point out, just to point out, I realize that my oratory skills may need some work. When I say they are sus susceptible to your suggestions, your whims, your wills, that does not immediately mean they'll do it. It just means that there is much higher chance of it happening. It removes the limits, essentially, of what you can ask them. Well, I must admit, I am intrigued. Yes, I'm also intrigued to see how it all works. Oh, also, also, also. 
I see that you... Well, some of your stories that you are telling... Well, you've been telling porkies occasionally, haven't you? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sure you do not. (laughs) However, the the issue for you, my dear Esidore, is that certain people can see through it just because you are not charming enough. So, it's a nice little little extra dealio. I'm going to make you a little bit more charming. Just a little smidgen. You won't even need to do anything for it. However, when you wish to... When you wish to... Make people more susceptible to you, then you have to think. You have to think, I want this person to be more susceptible to me. Or I wish to charm this person. Or I wish this person would... Anything along those lines. You just need to make it known that you wish to... uh, Essentially charm them. Why? Even with more charm, I'll be unstoppable. Exactly. So, just almost as if this were a game of some sort and a, a meta description of this ability that you should probably write down anytime soon. You are a peculiar one, Zurich. I will give you that. <laughs> yes, my voice might change in a second to a more uh, monotone type of voice. Uh, 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 almost Northern Yorkshire voice that is kind of tinged with all sorts of other bullshits. Uh, so, basically, meta wise. Meta wise. Here, clicking of tiny. Oh yes, <laughs> tiny little keys. Crazy that it sounds like <laughs> tiny keys. <laughs> tiny little keys, clicking and clacking. So meta-wise, yep. <laughs> you have a permanent plus one to your charisma. Not only that, but three times a day. Three times a day. So this is up to three new people a day, should I say? You can try and charm. And we're going to call it Supercharged Charm because Charm is already charm person is already a spell. So Supercharged Charm. Oh, wait, no. Better name. Chaos Charm. Yeah. I, I've got the description. I just don't have the fucking title. So Chaos Charm. You can do a Chaos Charm on three people a day. So what that basically means is that when you wish to activate it, you need to roll a Charisma against their Insight. If you roll it higher than their insight, then that person becomes susceptible to any suggestion that you make at any point. That basically means that you have a plus three to your to your persuasions, and you have a permanent advantage. It means as well that normally you would find it incredibly difficult to persuade someone to, I don't know, kill themselves, or to murder their friends and family, or to abandon their watch, or anything like that, to the point where it would be impossible for it to happen, even within that 20. This takes off those limits. Right. You still have to, you still have to pass that persuasion check, but it's with your bonuses and advantage. Advantage. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. I like that. There is a downside. Because of course there has to be a downside. If your chaos charm fails, then any time that you 
that you try and um, persuade that person, argue that person, argue with that person. Basically, anything that requires a charisma check against that person. So obviously, persuade is derived from charisma. Any skill that is charisma based, basically, you have permanent disadvantage, and it will always have a minimum AC of seventeen. It's a real risk-reward type of thing. And that is permanent. That's still pretty good, though. Flipping out. And yeah, I'm overhearing this entire conversation, aren't I? Yes, you're hearing this weird, monotonous Yorkshire, Northern, tinged voice just speaking <laughs> very differently to Syrah. Now, you, you hear Syrah talking to him, you know, like saying the actual in-game description of it. I think the, the term he was looking for there, Tom, was ginger. Ginger. Cyric looks towards Deeks, just kind of whips his head around 180. Just you hear this loud cracking. Don't fuck with me, Deeks. I didn't say anything. I heard what you thought. I'm sure you did. Well, that's fantastic, Sir Camus. Oh. You know, out of all, I haven't. Well, no, I have met many gods, but I must admit, you are one of the most pleasant I've met so far. Oh, well, it's nice to be appreciated. Well, I understand why people have an issue with you. I mean, no, no, they're an... all just jealous. Just an eye roll from me. I heard that eye roll. <laughs> oh, then you are very perceptive. Incredibly perceptive. Now, I believe um, one more freebie for you as a door. There might be an area in Salt Harbour that the new mine crystal does not affect. And that area may also provide another crystal for you to negate the negation. Mm. Well, that is very handy knowledge. Um, Would you know where? I would. And? <laughs> and what? And? I just know may, where it is. May you tell me where it is? I may, but I won't. Part of the adventure is finding the destination. If I just told you the destination, it would not be fun for you. It would not be a learning experience, would it? Okay. I How already, about this? I you already lose your new... There we go. On. Keep talking over me, that's fine. Nope. How about you use your new power, which is not magic-derived at all. Godly powers are different to magic. Well, this one is, at least. So how about you try and use that to get into this super-secret special area? Because... Because... You get in there... Getting I... there... Have to relinquish the magical item I have to get there. Well, you don't have to. You do have a nice little charisma boost. Now let you ponder on this for a little while, shall I? <gasps> Toodaloo. Just hear a snapping, and the windmill starts turning again. The eyes fade away. Now, that one, doesn't he? <laughs> now, Ezidor, 
do you think that was such a good idea? What? What? What do you mean what? What do you mean what? That whole, that, that, that whole situation, that whole conversation, do you think that was a good idea? What are you just taking from it? Of course it was. How is it not, how is it not beneficial to be able to charm people into doing something that might be very advantageous, you know? I don't think this is a place to do it. Now, let me show you an example here. Uh, I'd like to take the, um, the charlatan's die out here. And I want to and I want to roll it three times. Okay. And I want it to be three sixes. So yeah, Ezadar, you watch as Beaks rolls three sixes in a row using the dice. You see one is six, two six, three six. Alright, would be handy in certain holes. Now do you see that, Ezador? Yes. Three sixes. Quite a skill. Do not be anything good. Three sixes are bad. Uh, why? This, this ethereal being, does not have good intentions. And you, you derive, will, you derive that from rolling the dice. The dice speaks truth, as it all. Does it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have insight? Gregor, Gregor, you're not here. Can I roll to insight? See if he's... Of course you can roll to insight. Beats deception. <laughs> yeah. uh, deception or performance is your call on that one because you're kind of putting on an act. I would probably lean more toward deception. Though. I'm insight, I... Your insight on this, yes. Do you want me to roll deception? I'm not deceiving. Are you not? Because you no. have... Y you no, are I've, deceiving I've with the yeah, charlatan but, dice. But hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm choosing the outcome of the die. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're deceiving him. However, my intent... Yeah, but... It, it doesn't matter you what your intent is. You're no, deceiving no, but him. Let's see what you get from this. Then. Okay, okay. So, magic, in my eyes, is all to do with intention. Okay. Yeah, but you have right? to... Uh... Yeah, but just hear no, no, me no, out. No, no, magic no. is all to do with intention, right? I've intended to show Ezador the way. This dice that I that I have, I can control the dice, but I am trying to use that in a way where my intention is to show him the truth. Right. Well, so I have chosen. <laughs> so I have chosen uh, the six the six sided dice to to mark six six six. Right, but my intention is not to to try and lie in any way whatsoever. It is just to prove a point that I already have. So my intention, I've set my intention on the die, and that's what I feel the outcome of intention would be. And it is because I have said so. But you, you haven't said I've got to throw some of these you You're rolling the dice, though, to say that they, they all roll six. Because You're saying the that devil. the 666 yeah. is the bad omen. You have specifically... Right. I was going to say, you have specifically chosen those three numbers as an omen. You have specifically yes. decided that the dice is going to roll onto 666 without telling yeah. Ezador that you are specifically making it go 666. So you are passing these three dice rolls off 
as an omen of bad fortune or bad luck, bad karma, bad whatever, but you are not telling him that you have pretty much manufactured that. It, despite no, your intent, despite your oh, intentions. So he could roll. He can. He can roll on insight based on that. Yes. Yes. But I feel like what he's rolling insight on was was more than that, and that was not the intention. No, no, no. He's ba he's basically okay, trying to see fine, if you're. Then if you're kind of like manufacturing fudging it. something yeah, yeah yes yes that's, that's fine exactly. as long as long as that's what the intention's for yes it, yes that is yeah. what it is okay so yes it's please run his uh okay you need to be a 12. 17. <laughs> <laughs> wow as a door that's some bad omens that's some bad juju shit there that is a bad omen i must admit But, from what I've seen so far, my eyes believe more than omens, and he seems like a perfectly pleasant fellow. You see, that's where you're wrong, Isidore. I have had my experience with what is good and what is bad. I know you don't know me very well, but please, please, just tread carefully here. I will. Because this person... Is not, I don't mean any bad intentions on you. And I am seeing somebody that does not care about your life in any way, any shape or any form. And I just want you to be cautious. I'm, I suppose I am just trying to show you different paths of, of how this could roll out for you. Very enlightening. And you know, I appreciate you having a companion such as yourself that will warn me of certain dangers when they happen. But I believe you'll have to travel the road to encounter the dangers. Okay. Okay, I'm with you on that. However, how do you propose we deal with this situation? Because we're still... You have an area now in Salt Harbor where you can go to, but how do you propose you can deal with the rest of the situation? Because if you now have the ability to charm people... Does that not mean Jax has the ability to charm people? No, I agree with you. This is a different topic. Um, and on that side of it, I believe you're right. I can't seem to think of any way of getting through that gate and knowing that I can keep control. I simply don't think you should go through that gate, is, is, is all I'm saying here. I think this is the main issue we have at hand i i i am all for it, for being I'm, on your side here i'm agreeing with you <laughs> what what are you saying then i don't think i should go into salt harbor <laughs> oh 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 sorry sorry I, that that silly thing has, has, has messed with my head i am i am i am i am on i am on point with reality here and thank thank goodness Thank, well, thank goodness you've decided not to go in. It's fine. Oh, I, you I, don't realize how much of a relief that is for me. I am a sensible one. I do know the dangers and the the um, responsibility I have for when I have such a thing. A curse, maybe. Or a blessing, depending on how you look at it. But even if I lose control of it, even slightly, for so long, there's a danger that he could do something to sabotage me not coming back. And believe me, that is not a place I want to go again. Yes, I I understand. Maybe, uh, I, I'll tell you what, little friend, 
Why don't you be a scout of some sort? Of sorts. You go in there and see if you can find this place. And if you do, just toddle back out here and tell me where it is. Because apparently in there as well, there is something that allowed me to negate the negation. I know. I, I, yes. I yes. had. Yes. But. Do you know what? Do you know what, my friend? I will go in there and I will I will try and retrieve this item for you because I don't think it's very fair for you to have to sit out here. And I think you're doing the right thing. And I will I will make this my mission to go and retrieve this item for you. It's not solved. I've got you know what? It's been such a long time since I've seen this guy. I'm gonna spend some time with it. Maybe get my herbling kit out and try and I'll fill my time, don't worry. <laughs> you worry not. Uh, and I've... As it all? Who's Ivan? As it all? Gregor, you feel a pang in your heart. Ivan! <laughs> mm. take, take this. This will keep you warm and safe through the night sky. I'll give him my hat. Oh. My stretchy hat. No. Oh, I. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will be back. I, I will be back. With the item, and I will come and check on you, every night. I, 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 I rather touch sticks. Um, and food is not an issue. We'll, I, I'll. We will make sure you have food. Yes, maybe you would like this cowl for your journey. I'll give him the cow of uh, grumpiness. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> oh, scowling. yes, from your yeah, cow scowling. Okay, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna um, wrap this around around my my body then. Wrap it around tight. Oh. Do you decide it should billow? <laughs> oh, it dramatically. Down. Yeah, yeah, I'll billow it dramatically. <laughs> 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 oh, my! Oh, what a draft! <laughs> you look like a giant fruit. <laughs> well, that's it's, it's awfully roomy in there, isn't it? Uh, well, thank you. Doing a Marilyn Monroe, are you? Thank you, thank Ooh. you, Esidor. Thank you for that. Um, it it, it go, means a lot. <laughs> it will it will keep you warm. It's 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 mushroom pelt. It will keep you warm. It will never fail. I, I will be back as soon as I can, Hesedon. Okay. And with that, I will I'll turn back and go <laughs> towards the entrance of Salt Harbour. Okay, so Hesedon and Deeks, you two have now finished your conversation. Deeks, I'm assuming you're walking back to the town. Yeah, yeah. If you do, um, Amrius and... Gregor have already gone inside. Do you wish to catch up to them? Yep. Okay, so yeah, you get... You kind of pass by the gay um, Rick Master. Same guy, kind of like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he just kind of like tips his head to you slightly yeah. as a quick like hello type of thing. And Boy, you guys are now or at least uh, Deeks, Amrius, the rest of the group, and Gregor and now, he says, desperately trying to find his mouse, you are now in the outskirts, essentially, the outer area 
of salt. We're not harbor. in the, in the <laughs> tavern. We've not yet, seen no. this in a while. You're not in the you're not in the tavern yet. No, you are literally you've just come into the entrance area. And yes, this has oh, been okay. a long time coming back. But oh, it looks amazing! It looks amazing. So as you guys enter, you can hear some hustle and bustle around you as the DM desperately tries to find <laughs> which fucking fantastic tab. map I must say DM on that one though. Thank you. It took Absolutely me phenomenal map. It took me a while to get it to like to make it just so, but it well was definitely worth it in the end. So what have we got? Because we've not seen this map before. Well, this we is have just not. the beginning bit, isn't it? Yeah, but what what have we actually got around here? It's uh, the yeah, circus bit circus, and yeah. half of the. <laughs> if you would like to, if you would like to wait just one second, Gregor, before shooting the gun there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Deeps, as the gates swing outwards for the first time of Ladder, you are greeted by a small but bustling area. There are people moving up and down in the heavy throngs through a main central passageway, mainly consisting of compacted dirt. On either side of it are some what looks to be streams of water slowly flowing out into two holes in the fences but as you walk down the street a little bit more as there's more hustle and bustle on either side you kind of peer over into one of these channels you see that the water is definitely not fresh it's definitely not clean if you had to wager a guess you would say that this is probably the sewage channels of the city on either side of you are um metal metal poles essentially which kind of like rise in the air and curve outwards and in the center of them are some candles but these candles aren't currently lit on one side on the side your east your left side um there are a large amount of tents um just slums essentially just placed haphazardly around um there are a lot of people just kind of some poor denizens just kind of walking around, sludging, um, sludging around. As you can hear them of the cacophony and noise, basically, that's greeting you. You get the where sense of the... Where from? The gate. Yeah, where is... Is it this main gate here? Yeah, yes, that's the one. Sorry, I was trying to show you that. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. You are kind of heading down this road. And right, on the yeah. left On the left-hand side is like i say all of these tents all of these um <laughs> all of these tents with people kind of like walking their footsteps are kind of squelching as they do so directly in front of them is a row of what you would assume to be stalls but each of these stalls on the left hand side on the slum side essentially are quite run down there's a couple selling produce but the produce itself looks Looks like it's seen better days. It's on the very verge of going bad. On the opposite side are there are uh, rows of lower quality housing, we'll say. Um so they are better than the slum tents, essentially. But they are made of wood rather than brickwork. The wood itself looks old and a bit rotten. Some of the slats on the roof have kind of fallen off. As you're walking down, you hear like a sliding noise, stone on stone sliding noise, and a sudden like 
smashing noise as one of the slats falls off and hits the floor. You continue walking and you kind of like you're kind of surrounded by throngs of poorish looking people trying to sell you wares. Additionally, on the right hand side where all the poor the, the lower like um quality housing is, you can see quite a big canvas tent, almost like a big top, essentially. There's a couple of goats outside it and hay. And as you peer like you, t you crank your head around to look, you can see that it looks to be a circus. It looks like it's a circus of some kind. Ah, good old Salt Harbour. Busy as always. Sorry, yeah, that's all I said. <laughs> yeah, as, as Gregor is walking through the town, uh, down this walkway, Amrisk, like, keeping in step with him, he's just commenting about this. Dixie seems to... Gregor seems to be kind of used to this at this point in time, as you see people of all shapes, sizes, races just kind of pass by. Some are exiting, some are kind of, like, making their way into the slums, the ones that are making their way into the slums. A couple of them don't look like they would be normal slum dwellers, and as they are entering the slums itself, they're kind of, like, looking around, trying to make sure that people aren't watching them. On the other side, where the other houses are, it just it looks like a residential area of sorts. There's a couple of trees littered around the place, a lot of mud, a little couple of patches of grass, and of course, littering the actual perimeter of the fencing and numerous guard towers. Wow, this is uh, this is fascinating. I wasn't expecting this much at all. This is this it's in the middle of nowhere. I don't. I'm quite in. Quite intrigued, I'm used to see this uh, this this tavern. Oh yeah, this is well, spectacular. Well, uh, for one who has spent a long time in the different regions, I suppose Salt Harbour isn't exactly well known. However, uh, it is one of the main port towns of Ixen itself. You know, it is oh, yeah, a little a hidden gem. Yeah. This, is, this is fantastic. And what is this? Uh, what is this? This main tent on the uh, on uh, in front of us here pointing at the uh, the big tent here. Oh yes, yes, the circus tent. Uh, quite a lot of people uh, go there. Um, not quite sure why, really. It's not my kind of thing. But uh, there's quite a lot of people derive entertainment from it. Uh, they usually hold shows on an evening. That is phenomenal. If, if I must say, I am one for entertainment. Yes, well, I do. I do suggest then, if it is something that is uh, of interest to you, maybe, maybe check it out. Uh, I will do. I presume we're, 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 when we're here, we're um, we're sort of on a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, also, is is there a library around? Unfortunately, my friend, there is not a library. There, there once was a library. Um, However, just kind of pauses as he's continuing walking down the street. It was destroyed a long time ago. Oh, that's just such a shame. Um, what about any 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 uh, any museums or cathedrals or anything of of, of some historical factors around? Oh, uh, hmm. Museums again, unfortunately not. This is essentially an industrial town as such. 
it is more for quirking than it is for uh, uh, historians such as myself and yourself. Uh, it is why quite often I venture out on expeditions. Um, uh, in terms of historical landmarks, there is an old church in the financial district. But I do not, I'm not sure what you would derive of that. It is merely the remnants of one of the churches that was first uh, built when the settlement was originally made a long time ago. I found this very interesting. Uh, yeah. I'd like to find out some more information soon, but first I, 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 I gather we're heading to the, to the tavern, did we say? I believe that that is what Gregor wished to do, yes. Um, painful squid. Ah, uh, yes. Crumbs establishment, is it or not? Very well. I will allow you all to uh, go that way. I myself uh, have pressing business here at the manor, stuff that I must discuss with Amrius. However, uh, with Ebchar, sorry, I am Amrius. <laughs> uh, however, we will uh, reconvene tomorrow morning um, at the Bane. Yes. Well, no. We shall reconvene this evening at the Baneful Squid, where I will, uh, I will of course disseminate your pay. We will have a um, a debriefing, as it were, as to the expedition, and yes. of course we shall discuss next steps if there are any. If you wish to accompany us on the next steps, of course. Uh, if it's anything to do with Marco, yes, I dare say it very will be. However, I, I, I do believe I must have to ask, what mm-hmm. has happened to our friend Ezidor? He does not seem to be with us. Ezidor is unfortunately not going to enter Salt Harbour. And why, why would that be, dear Dix? Says it is, you, you're now almost at the edge of this district. There's kind of like a... In front of you, there's kind of like almost like a gateway, an archway made out of stone, made out of bricks, and there's a brick wall kind of lining around, going around another perimeter. As you look into it, you can see that rather than it being the compacted dirt that you're walking on at the moment, there are stones, there's brickwork, there are plenty of trees lining around. It, it looks generally much more brighter and cleaner than the area you're in, so you're kind of walking towards it. Uh, why, why will he not be a joinable then? How will you see? I'm not sure if you're aware, but Ezidor has uh, has, has has some little bit of a, a, a dark a dark twist to him. I don't know if he's, he's, he's quite oh, talking yes. himself. Uh, Jack, I believe he's not yes. gone into the specifics of it. However, I have uh, addressed Jack previously. Yes. 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 Exactly. Well, uh, basically he. You, obviously, with Salt Harbour, there is no form of magic here, correct? That is indeed correct, yes. Well, exactly. Ma- mainly correct, yes. The new man crystal negates It negates magic. magic. Yes, I, yes, yes, that's my understanding. Yes, yes, that's my understanding. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, Ezidor needs to... Um, he has this stone, and he needs to be able to... Uh, to control Jackson with the stone, as I'm, I'm sure you're aware. Hmm. Uh, yeah. This stone is, is, of course, magic. Yeah. If he doesn't have the magic of the stone, then Jax can take control 
uh, and simply come out and do whatever he wishes. And Ezidor is is struggling with the fact that he he will not be able to keep control of Jax in this city. Uh, if is is this a city or a town? Uh, it's a city. The people okay. of Salt Harbor like to believe that it is a city. However, the yes. the the king I, classes it as a town. Yes, I get that vibe. That's why I'm I'm calling it a harbor. However, yes, that's, um, that's what. He is he is worried because of the the magic and uh, the new mind crystal will negate the magic he so needs to be able to stay in control of this jacks coming out. So he's come to the conclusion that he must stay outside of the walls. I, I am going to tend to his every wishes uh, to make sure he is warm and, and fed um, until we move on once again. Um, however, he, he I, I'm sure you understand he simply cannot enter because because of this reason so he has agreed to stay outside and I think that is the best call for him I would be inclined to agree he kind of like he stops walking like mere, mere feet away from the gate and the rest of the group continues on you can see that uh, both Ebcha and who have kind of like noticed and Amrish kind of like just pushes them onwards. Uh, do go on, uh, Epcha, uh, please return to the manor. Uh, Fu, please let everybody. Uh, well, you and you and Reno, I suppose, as well as Mila, know that we will be reconvening at the Baneful Squid this evening. They just kind of nod and continue off. <laughs> and the rest of the expedition group heads outwards. Kind of like looks around and for people out nearby, kind of crouches down. Uh, Deeks, I do not believe you will know this, however. Gregor's previous companions had an item that would uh, negate the effects of the human crystal, essentially. Oh, it was really? a black, yes. They got it from myself. It was a black new man crystal. Unfortunately, though, um, obviously, the worst happened. And it is lost. What shame. Well, shame. not quite. Do you have one? I have the one that they had. Uh, when Ragnarok fell, I thought it would be pertinent to get the crystal back, as at that point in time, the Wormling Bimit was still around, was still alive, and, well, I deigned it necessary. I, I believe that uh, Gregor, in his emotional state, would not remember to remove it. Uh, but upon returning to Salt Harbor, of course you understand, you cannot let a fully grown, well, a juvenile dragon walk around. It would... Uh, Attract unnecessary attention. Yes, of course. So, Very I clever. did take. However, there is a small caveat here. The crystal itself is damaged. He kind of reaches in and pulls out this black crystal. It glows ever so slightly, but you can see in the center is a large crack that has spread up the surface of it. Unfortunately, so previously it would have been able to negate the effects permanently as long as it was on himself. However, at this moment in time, when used, it only has enough charge 
for around about 21 hours. 21, 22 hours. Just shy of a day, I would say. However, it can be recharged by uh, essentially not using it. Not using it? Yeah, so, uh, oh, so to put it in layman's terms, as it were, uh, let's say Ezidor enters the city layman. for... Yes, layman. He is a very... Layman is a very famous... Ever... He's a famous worker, Ragnarok. Jesus. <laughs> I thought I saw a flash of the old Gregor's old companion <laughs> in you then. Oh, ghost of the past, I suppose. Eeks. Yeah, just... Uh, Lehman was a very famous builder, Deeks, around uh, a couple of centuries ago. But and hmm. he put it in terms that a lot of... He put complex building terms into terms that uh, people of all skill sets could understand. Simplicity, yes. Yes, exactly. So to put it in his terms, as it were, let's say Ezidor enters the city for around about 20 hours, 21 hours, so he leaves at the crack of dawn tomorrow. If he spent around about 12 hours outside of the uh, influence of the Pink New Man crystal, and it, it doesn't... charged. Exactly, exactly, yes. And that that is with it broken? Yes. If it was not broken, then he would not need to recharge it. It would take in its own draw from the surroundings. That is, uh, that, is, that is very interesting. And how would we fix this item? You would Am I hearing this, by the way? Yeah, you can overhear this if you wish. You're, you're kind of like stood next to him. Can I just look at the stone? Oh, I, can't even, I can't even cast anything, can I? <laughs> Nope. Well, actually, how close are you? Are you within a 5-10 foot radius, would you say? Uh, yeah, I should be because I was just hanging out with uh, Amrius at that point. Why don't you try and cast whatever you're going to cast? <sighs> I want to cast uh, Mending. Okay, how does that work? What do you uh, have this, to spell do? Uh, this spell repairs a single brick or tear, tear in an object you can touch. If you want to try and touch it and repair it, you can. Uh, can you just hand me that stone for me, uh, please, Amrius? Amrius kind of looks down. Yes, of course, I suppose it is kind of under your belonging, as it were, anyway, so it is kind of... Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to put my hand just over it and just try and cast mending. <laughs> it's going to break my arm, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I tried to give you guys an easy out. I tried my best. <laughs> I'm just going to carefully move that. I tried my best. Well, this is great. <laughs> do you want me to just quickly send you two photos? Ah, uh, you can do if you want. So there's going to be a nat one and going to be a ten. Or something. Uh, uh, yeah, just just uh, just um, and for the people listening rather than watching currently sending a couple of photos to the group because <laughs> oh boy 
the yes, that is a God, that's a very size. If you look at the player's link, that's a natural yeah. one. That's a natural and one, yeah. As as people may or may not know, when we roll natural ones here, we roll a D one hundred to see how bad it is. With a hundred to ninety minimal effects, you know, like just something funny happens, like seventy to eighty nine, a little bit of damage, and it progressively gets worse until you're in the single digits. Just to point out, Ragnarok died because of a two, and Gregor died, uh, and um, Ivan died because of a one. Mm-hmm. I got three then. So, Gregor, send it, send it. Send it. Oh! oh! <laughs> Gregor got an eight. Oh God! I tried. Guys, I tried to give you a nice little easy out to bring Ezador back in, and you had to push it just a little <laughs> bit too far. Just a bit. Just a bit. I wanted to see if I could do it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Gregor, mm-hmm. you place your hand on the crystal. You kind of close your eyes. You focus all your energy into it. You try and mend it. You feel the crystal start vibrating. You feel it pull itself together again. Then you feel it vibrate more and more and more. It says everything goes quiet for a split second, and then a sudden as a fireball engulfs oh God. you, Amrius, and Deeks. What? It, it does. This isn't it. This is not it, I'm afraid. It does 5d6 damage to you. So let's do this. Oh, it's all of us. Actually, everyone throw me a deck save, please. I realise that I should probably give you guys a deck save for this. So please roll a deck save. Oh, thank you. Yes, please. That's how we Yes. 19. Okay. Gregor? Uh, dexterity, sir. Yes, please. Sixteen. Okay, so all three of you take eight points of fire damage as a fireball blows up. Causes a lot of damage to other people. Then, what happens is that all three of you, so you, Amrius and Deeks, feel stronger. Your strength score is increased by two for 24 hours. So your, your strength... Who's that again? You, Amrius, and Deeks. Everything that's happening is happening to the three of you. Okay. So your strength score is increased by two for 24 hours. 
Next, though. Where are you? The second that you start feeling stronger, all three of your eyes start glowing red. In addition to that, you gain a minus two penalty to your AC for 24 hours. <laughs> wild magic, guys. There's a reason it's called wild. And... Yeah. Only two more effects. <laughs> How many? Hang on. So that was explosion, strength, eyes, AC. There's still more. All of your intelligence is decreased by two for 24 hours. You gain... You, the three of you kind of feel like a vague pulling inwards of yourself. And then you feel yourself twisting and twisting, kind of like spiraling, and then suddenly, whoop! The three of you find yourselves on a desolate, ethereal void. This complete blackness and swirling voidness. Kind of like, All three of you are floating. Amrys is just kind of looking around, shocked, his eyes still glowing red. What the bloody hell is going on here? Uh, what? I sh uh, <laughs> Gregor, what have you done? I tried to mend it. God's sake. You just say, what, what the bloody just... hell are you all doing by to me? I was simply asking him how to fix it. Cyric? Why have you gone to my domain, Gregor? You're not meant to be here. Get out! I didn't even realize this was your domain. Get out! How? You just hear it. Boop. However, now that you have landed back in Salt Harbor exactly where you were, well, yeah, you're back in Salt Harbor. Okay. Oh, Jesus. You think to yourself, unable to speak. Unable to speak? Yes. I'm just opening my mouth, just trying to like, grasp my neck. You would if you had a mouth or a neck. <laughs> oh. Did you kind of like try and look around? Deeks, are you trying to look around as well? Uh, I'm sitting at a tent. Have I killed us all? something out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out first. Then there was one. Well, directly in front of you, Deeks, are two barrels. Gregor, directly in front of you are two barrels. Can I look anywhere? Can I turn my head if I've got one? As you try and turn your head, you hear like a... There's wood 
rotates around and do it. Can I look down at my body, see if there's... You hear like a... As you creak Can I open the barrels? No. You try and move forward and you hear like... As wood scrapes across the floor, Deeks. Gregor, you creak down and you see a barrel below you. You see half a barrel below you, should I say. I'm a barrel? Do I try and scream this out? You try and scream it out, but you all that happens is the wood creaks. <laughs> <laughs> At this, we cut to Ezador. As Ezador, you're kind of like sat on the hill, and you hear a loud explosion and a fireball, and you kind of like hear like sudden sort of wind zooshing around, and then a loud pop seconds later. I mean, oh, what have been caught in that explosion? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is it outside of the Pearl Harbor? Uh, <laughs> Salt Harbor. Pearl oh, Harbor. <laughs> Salt Harbor. Jeez. Uh, no, it's on the. It's in like the outskirts, so like the entryway to Salt Harbor. Um, you, you would estimate it's about twenty feet inside Salt Harbor itself. Twenty thirty feet. Okay. Well, total. I'll, I'm gonna walk up towards the gate then, where I thought I saw it. But not. So, the guard is there. At this point, you are starting to feel Jack become a little bit stronger, but not strong enough to actually overtake you yet. He's strong enough to start battering down your mental blocks a little bit. Now, you just calm down, because remember, once we got out of it, I will be in control of you again, and you will never come out. I'm gonna, scroll, okay. gonna go up to the guard, and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm not about um, <laughs> I'll be all like, hey, mate, let's fucking in. <laughs> boom, boom, in there. I'll be like, oh, look in his face, like. <laughs> did you, did you see that explosion? This guard is kind of like gripping his ears. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I didn't see it, mate. Oh, my God. Oh. Loud. (laughs) I should probably check that out, but it's... I don't know how magic got in there. So I'm just going to let one of the interior guards sort that out. If you want help, go for it. You are a very honourable guard you are. Um, Okay, Mm. I'm going to go then. I'm just going to... Jax? Watch it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's very sad. Okay. Jax does what Jax feels right. <laughs> That's more like it. So as you as you run in, there's a bit of a scene of devastation. There are people on the floor clutching their legs, clutching their arms, blood. Well, not blood, just burns, like third degree burns all over their face and half their body. I've just and committed stuff like a terrorist that. attack, haven't I? Yeah, there's quite quite a large crater, like around about 20 or 30 feet down this walkway. For you, this should be a momentous occasion, Ezador, finally returning back to Salt Harbour, seeing how much it's grown. But no, it's a scene of utter devastation as these kind of metal poles have been almost melted, curved. They are curved due to the intense heat that's happened. That's happened. Numerous, like, of uh, the um, canvassy stalls have been set ablaze. 
People are screaming and running around. The sewage channels fucking reek because of the intense heat has caused so much of it to evaporate, causing a thin fog of shit, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, just, just sewage that has become vapour in the air. And in the centre of this large crater, as bits of dirt and rubble are still on fire and people are screaming in agony and pain, are three barrels that are completely unscathed. Three. Right, okay. Three. There's Osco. Whoa, please don't be anything to do with them. Dix! Dix! Can I hear, can I hear you can a response from that? You can try and respond if you wish. Um, I, yeah, I'll try and respond and try and creak then. Well, I suppose if, if that's what's happening and creaking, I'm yep. going to creak. I'm going to move <laughs> move as much as I can to, get, to give some any friction towards anything. Like, wood like right. moving. Roll me a dex check, please. Nine. Yes. So you try and kind of jump around as a barrel and you just, you kind of scrape along the floor like half a foot. Can I just wriggle from side to side? <laughs> just roll me a dice check again. <laughs> and I'll try and pop me top. Is there anyone who looks calm enough that I can talk to that is in the surrounding area? Boss. Okay, so as you're, as you're kind of looking around, everyone is panicking. One of the barrels falls over. Just <laughs> onto its side. Shit. I think we're gonna, it creeps. I think we're going to have another exploded barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Need to cut that barrel up and stop it exploding. Maybe we should bury it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, right, okay, yeah. Is there anybody I can talk to? I mean, you can try and grab people as they run by, but like a large explosion has just happened in a city with no magic. People are terrified. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. All right, I'm just gonna grab someone and go. What happened? What happened? Do you see what happened? That was, that's an explosion. I know that. How does that even happen so here? <laughs> I don't know that crater. Yeah, it, it was it? I was just walking along, minding my own business, and then boom. So you didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. No, I felt it. Okay, here we go. Next. <laughs> did anybody see it? Did anybody see what happened? I'm just gonna keep doing that. <laughs> as you as you say that there's this old man just hobbling over he's got like a glass eye and the other eye is bandaged I saw it what happened who a beast a beast like a known of a... <laughs> what kind of beast looking like a dragon uh... but walking like a human blue as the midnight sky was there a a little one, as small as a pebble. <laughs> Smaller than a pebble, says I, with poison in his eyes, and wishing to cause trouble. <laughs> and a, 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 a taller gentleman, as wise looking... Arbinger of the hells! A devil, as it were. <laughs> they call them tieflings. But this one, no. A devil. They strode into our town, thinking that they could overcome everything and blow us to hell. But no. He survived. 
The same race. I like you. We should get a drink sometime. <laughs> <laughs> call me Seamus. I will, no, call me Ahab. Ahab. I, I will remember this I, one. And there will be a mighty fine ale in it for you. If you can tell me well. what happened to these two. <laughs> well, let it evolve. The midnight blue dragon and the poisonous gnome conspired together. A crystal as black as their hearts. Oh, I saw the devil pull out and the dragon doing what dragons do, destruction. Grasped it with both his hands. <laughs> I set about the destruction of Salt Harbor. But you see, they did not count on one thing. And do you know what that one thing was? I Ahab! They did not count on Ahab. Ahab cast them into the depths from which they came, into an abyss of chaos. So can we hear this? They did they they did this boom and They did the boom. Now there's three barrels? Would they hear Ahab knows not of the barrels. Ahab cast the devils out into the wilds. Do you think if they no. be weird? Do you think it not strange how these three barrels are still intact? Or do you think it may be the work of the devil? So his hand's still kind of like shaking on this walking stick. He pulls it up and you see that the bottom is kind of like a tipped blade. Ahab, think it weird now you mention it. Ahab will destroy the barrels and cast out the spirits of the devils in Salt Harbor. Well, dicks were dead. That may be wise. Have on to them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna like that. Ahab just starts hobbling over. And now I'm looking directly at the barrels now. Can you two roll me a constitution save, please? With advantage, it's been a while. 17. 16. As Ahab is walking over to say, Ahab will show oddly hair-coloured man. Wait a second. Just whips around with almost inhuman speed. You see this giant glass eye get wider in his eye. How does Ahab know that thou art part of the cabal of devils? I, because I encourage you to be for the demon. Be Hatton. But you, you are, thou smite me their spirits in a human form. No, I have come to find out what happened to my friends. Three of them. They were walking through here with... Free like free barrels. Yes. Yeah, Yes, three like three barrels, which are they have seized the devil's plans, and they have well What? Just as coughing. Breathe there. I'm breathe. trying to waddle just, away at this point. Can there, I just like, try to like just just hopping? <laughs> and as you do, mid hop, as Ahab just starts furiously shuffling over with his cane, with his blade cane, you hear a Gregor mid hop. You just kind of jump up and fall flat on your face. Deeks, as you, 
as you kind of like just shuffle, you kind of back and you're shuffling using your legs. And Amrius just just stood around like, hmm, that was not very cash money. I just raise up really slowly. Well, that didn't go to plan. Just give it a stretch. What do you think of that one, Mayhem? <laughs> Devils! Ahab will get you whales at one point or another. Thou hast made a mortal enemy of Ahab. And you! He just spins around, pointing at Isidore. You deceived me. Ahab will have his revenge. Good Ahab, like an ale. <laughs> Okay. And everybody call it even. We'll call, we'll call it, yes, we'll call it five and a, maybe a, a yarn of one of your tails at some point. Um, for your, and maybe a have or talk normally. For your assistance. Uh, are we back up on our feet now? Yes, you are. Is it all? Get back out. You, uh, Ahab is hobbling away now. Bye, (laughs) Ahab. I'll see you later for my ales. Hi, hi. Okay, Ezra, are you resisting? Uh, Just for comedic value, yeah. (laughs) Roll opposing strength checks, I guess. Eat. I, I only came to see if you were alright. Ten. I, I, I understand, I understand. I'm just pulling it. Oh, we need to go back outside. What did you get for strength, Ezidor? Uh, well, I got twelve without a modifier for being. Okay, so, Deeks, yeah, you're trying to pull Ezidor out of the gates, but Ezidor, you're kind of remaining strong. As you do, you can see that there is now a crowd starting to gather around you. There's a bit of hubbub around you. In fact, there's not a hubbub as such. There is actual panic. There are bells ringing in the distance because of, you know, an explosion that happened in the entryway. There are people running around, scared and panicking. You can hear the bells now. Yes. As a dog... You need to. You need to leave. I I understand that, but there's just been an explosion, and I don't think you should be running out of here because it doesn't look I, very good. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not running out. I'm just. I'm, I'm taking you out. Gregor was the reason for the explosion. I can go myself. <laughs> Throw me under the bus, I, <laughs> I can go myself, but I think as you was in the center of the explosion, and now you're running away, doesn't look too good. Okay, okay, okay. As long as you promise, you leave. I will. Don't care. I've got him under control. I've got him. Don't worry. Okay, okay. It's, uh, not, it's not like uh, he's going to take then. over and then that's it. It's uh, We've got an understanding going on. <laughs> Gregor, as okay. this is happening, you see Amri's kind of... He's regained his composure. Um, he's regained his composure, just kind of like... Realizing he's no longer a barrel. Mm-hmm. I suggest that we do not speak of this. And that, well, I for one am going to make post haste for my manor. And I suggest that you all uh, 
maybe head through the slums or something like that. Well, uh, slip into the crowd, as it were. Agreed. Agreed. Um, we will meet, meet up in the, the main, tavern. Yes, meet up at the main full squid. It just kind of nods. Right. And it, I'm gonna it, try and just go into the crowd, just like act as uh, I'm. Yeah. Panic. I was gonna say, as this is happening, do I see any like bodies or like amputees or anything? There's a lot of people in pain with like first degree burns. There's one person who's not moving. A woman runs by and screams. Right, it will be amputees. Uh, yeah, as, yeah. As, as I say that, I just feel my heart just getting like starts to race, and I start heavy, heavy breathing. And as I'm trying to get into the crowd, I just fall to my knees. Good save, Romeo. Come save, please. It's all seeming very familiar for Gregor. Uh, that's a eight. <laughs> he calls you, this one. <laughs> you, you fall to your knees, you look down, and then you look up. And Gregor, you are now... You are... You are now... As you look up in a ruined field. The field itself at one point or another would have been cropped. You kind of turn around slowly. You can smell burning. You can smell sulfur. You can smell fire. You can smell blood. And you see burnt out husks of what once would have been giant grand trees. Hollowed out now. Burnt completely. You turn back around, and the floor underneath squelches with mud and blood. And as you look up, you see that you are on the you see that you are on the plains of the Rainar Falls. Back, back in the wall. I just start heavily breathing. I just fall onto my back, just literally both hands, and I'm just uh, scurrying back. That as makes you, sense. As you scurry yeah. back, as you are um, scurrying back, your hand finds purchase for a second. You turn, and it's the body of a gnome. <laughs> Next room is a cobalt. As you're saying this, listen, the cobalt just kind of like snaps its head. Its eyes, milky white eyes, fixed on you, and it starts crawling towards you. The gnome, you hear it as its hand twists and grabs your arm. More of them are crawling towards you as you, uh, yeah, you're back. I'm back. You're, you're, you're back in the wall, basically, yeah. You're back oh, right, in your yeah. worst nightmare. I'm just literally just saying, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And then I just get louder and louder. It wasn't my fault. As, a, as I'm just trying to scurry away, trying to get them off my uh, my arms. As you do, run me another come save, please. Natural 20. Natural 20. As you do, as you scurry back, as you realise that you are, as you think that you are back in the war of Erebor, back in the plains, back in the fields, you fall backwards again, and you feel a hand clasp onto your shoulder, a reassuring hand, and suddenly, you are back in Salt Harbour. The people, the, the bodies that were cr- like crawling towards you, you realise were people, citizens, kind of like crawling towards you for help as they were on fire. You turn around and you look up and you see a 
very, very familiar face kind of like peering down at you. You look up and you see the face of Aja. <sighs> Aja Clarari. His, his hair kind of like all ruffled now, his purple hair that normally is swaying. It's kind of ruffled, it's singed. His chain blades are kind of like dangling limp. His vest is like burnt to a crisp. Kind of looks down. You seem to be in a. You seem to be in a bit of trouble here. What the hell breath. is going on? I'll just take a look around, just to make sure I wasn't back in the war. Just to make sure I was actually back here. Mm-hmm. As I do, I just go. I just go. I lost my composure for a minute. Oh, so he was. Uh... He was crawling away from those, uh, like they were, well, like it was something you'd seen out of a nightmare. You could say that. I just get my, I get back to my feet and it's like, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. It tells you what. Come on. Tells you what. You and, and that, I, I, I know a little bit of it. I'm assuming that little gnome over there is, uh, your companion here. Dicks? Yes, yes. Alright, you you point over towards Dix, sees Dix trying to grab Ezador, and use use the the, the weird hair coloured guy. Ah Come yes, on. yes. Come. Let's get you out of here. Dix! Ezador! Um Leave, Ezador. I'll go with them. No 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 no. No, hey, 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 buddy, guy, he's coming. I fucking saw what happened here. So yous are going to come with me. We're going to have a nice little talk in the dark area. Okay? Going to have a little tete-a-tete. leave. Ezador, do not leave. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Come on. I'll go. I'll go. So as you are now walking, Dix, are you going to try one final thing? Yeah, I'm going to try and scurry off in in the crowd. You don't have to join them if you don't want to. I thought this guy was not making it an option. I mean, you can try and you can you can just literally run off if you want. He might try and follow you. He might not. It's your call. I'm going to scurry off into the crowd, but I'm also going to keep an eye on them and follow from a um, an outskirts perspective. Well, with that role, Arja quickly loses track of you. You're a small little gnome in a throng of a lot of people. I, I guess, sir. Uh, I guess he don't want to uh, be safe, eh, Gregor? Well, nonetheless, come on, let's go. Yeah, I just carry on running, just trying to get those uh, memories out of my head. So you are now squelching through the slums. You're kind of... He's... Arja is keeping up a steady jog, just kind of like weaving in and out of slum dwellers who are also quite panicky as you start heading towards the financial district. Arja doesn't say a word until you pass through the gates again in towards the financial district. Um, Ezidor, you're following, are you not? Uh, yes. Yeah, I am, yeah. Esador, as you are passing through the gates, 
you see that although this area may have once been called a financial area, it's a lot more run down than all the other areas. The roads seem to have been paved once upon a time, but they've not seen the same amount of attention as all the other places that you've already seen. There are cracks and weeds starting to pull through the pavement. And there's a slight gentle wind constantly blowing through, pulling up white sand. Directly in front of you, to your left, is a large cathedral that has since been ruined to time. Moss growing all over it, a tree emanating from the centre with smaller trees elsewhere, just pushing through it. Directly in front of you is a large charred husk of a building. It looks like once upon a time it may have been an arena of some sort, but at this moment in time there are just there are just charred beams sticking out towards the sky like like broken hands reaching upwards. Roll me a history check, please. As um as Arjun is kind of leading you to. Sorry, with advantage, actually, because this wasn't too long ago for you. Oh, 18, 19, 20, not now. Okay, so whilst the charred husk of the arena is new to you, this actual area itself isn't. The last you were here, that cathedral had just been built. It was pristine, it was new, the paving underneath you was brand new and completely, you know, completely pristine. It wasn't cracked, there were no weeds, there was no central area, arena, anything like that. This was the main place of Salt Harbour. To the left, the abandoned buildings, the rundown buildings that, um, that Arsha is now leading to you towards. When you last visited it, it was the only residential houses in the settlement. This well, was once a home. This place is run down. Not the place it used to be. I mean, um, Arjo overhears as he's kind of leading you now into the into the kind of like the um, foreclosure of these buildings. Well, yeah, since someone burnt down the, uh, well, since someone burnt down the arena. I, I got to say, it's not exactly being what you'd call a, a hustling and bustling area around here. Not that uh, Gregor here would know all about that, eh? <laughs> <sighs> I'm just trying to cut, uh, cast my uh, uh, thingy in my breath. Just trying to calm myself down. Oh, know this area well, do you, Gregor? <sighs> not at all, to be honest. <laughs> Only been down uh, here a couple of times. No, that's a lie, Gregor. You were here the night the arena burnt down, weren't you? Champion Gregor. Champion, eh? Yeah, he, uh, he yes. put up a good old fight against Shorduck Fistnapper. Oh, a fight for the ages, one might say. It was the last, well, it was the last fight in the arena, so I guess he's the, I guess he's the final champion. The last, the last fight? 
Yeah. Oh, the fire happened just after your fight. Yeah. He's kind of yes. now leading you into a large circular clearing that's barely lit. There's a single beam of light coming from a gap in the overhanging buildings. In the distance, the bells are still ringing, but it's a lot quieter now. There's quite a few people in this area. Um, and yeah. Uh, again, where is this again? Uh, whereabouts in uh, Thor? It's the financial districts at the top left-hand side. It's where all the oh, so buildings Is it like are. going in there or...? Yes, that's it, exactly. You've been <laughs> right, here before. Yeah. This is where you first met Arja. Yes, yes. This is kind of leading you guys in. Yeah, awfully odd. His older acquaintance, we'll call him. Well, may have had something <laughs> to do with that. Can I where just, is uh, the turn older... to... Sorry, yeah. As you're, as you're saying this, you turn to... Uh, I suppose you want us to pay for our last job. Yeah, let's call that uh, water under the bridge for now. We'll... Uh... We'll raise that when it comes to it. Because, uh, yeah, he's got a little bit of discussing to do. I know what you did. I mean, hell. I'd say all of Salt Harbor knows. But they don't really know, if you know. However, when a couple of kids have a fish and then they start tripping. Off of Wormwood effects, you know, Wormwood. That good uh. that you was transporting. Yeah. I think it's a bit obvious what happened, ain't it? And if people start drinking from the water supply and they also start tripping, I think it's a little obvious what happened, ain't it? <laughs> I would say that when we went into the water and people drank it. Very astute. I like this guy. What's... Hey, Ezidor. guy, what's your name? Ezador. Ezador. Oh, nice to meet you. I am Arja Clarara. He kind of bows gracefully. Arja, how much trouble am I in? Oh, oh, oh. oh Gregor. We'll discuss that later. Because I feel like you're already in a little bit of trouble from that nice little explosion. You could say that. You I, could say that. Hey, but, no, no, no. I can vouch for my friend here. The, if the explosion was of his doing, which I sort of doubt, it won't have been any bad intentions. It'll be as it are. It was me. I did not mean to do it, but it happened anyway. I have oh. to take responsibility for this at one point. Uh, maybe, maybe I might be able to help you there, but uh, we'll see. Well, I just, I just will stand up. For it be a good testament to his character. He's a fine, honourable dragonborn. How long have you known him for? Uh, days, weeks, days, days here. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just put a let's put a a pin in that. He says as he's kind of like gesturing for a pin. Deeks, are you still following them? Yeah. Can you roll me a stealth check, then, please? And then based on this, tell me how you're stealthing around, please. Six. Six. How are you trying to stealth around? Uh, just walking normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he can he can tell that you're fucking... You're not really good at tailing. You think that you're blending in with the crowd, but the crowd is kind of parted sideways. And you just there, kind of is walk. No there is no crowd. There is no crowd. He's the only gnome. <laughs> just that. Just, like, <laughs> just walking and staring. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not even you're not even trying to hide behind pillars or you're just kind yeah. of walking, just like they can't see me. Uh, so am I getting direct eye contact from Arja then? Every so often, he kind of like just glances over his shoulder, and you know, like he kind of like glances back for a split second. There's a split second of eye contact every so often. Well, I'm just gonna head around until I get to a point where I suppose I'm about. 10 yards away from them then and then I'm just going to stand there and stare at the group (laughs) (laughs) okay I like that so yeah Archer at this point has kind of like led them into the clearing um, into the circular clearing you know kind of like at the entrance where just you're not even lent against it you just kind of stood smack in the middle of the street just hands on your on your (laughs) hips just like glaring at them (laughs) thinking I can't be seen (laughs) yeah so as this has happened, Arja just kind of like glances again. Just all right. Can I also so, ex? Can I also ex? God, oh, no, I don't think it no, might. No. Would it extend the cloak? What um, as it okay? It blew me out. It doesn't extend farther than it was, but because you're a gnome, it's already massive on you. So yeah, it's just billowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> just this, just hands just on your ex- shoulder. Just for extra street cred. It's like the worst superhero pose ever as this giant cape is billowing behind you. It's Super Baby. And I'll just wait for somebody to say something. Let's put a pin in that, he says, looking at... He's like, let's put another pin in that. (laughs) You're like gesturing towards Deeks. So tell me, where are your uh, companions, Gregor? I can't exactly do this without them. Only me came back. Oh, did they uh, cut, cut ties and run, I guess? They got cut in half, one of them. Oh, and the other? Died while I was trying to save him. Ah. And I, I, I don't ask this, but you know, I kind of got to the dragon. I like that little dragon you had. I just take a big sigh. Him ah. too. You, you know, Gregor, you have my deepest condolences. They're genuinely, genuinely my deepest condolences. So I tell you what, you was a, uh, you was with Ebchar, yeah. Yes. Tell you what, I'm gonna take you down to the dark area. You can rest up there for a little while. You can get your bearings and whatever. Do a little shopping, if you will. I'll even give you a temporary little pass so that you can get into the dark area and see everything completely fine. And I'll, I'll have a little chat with Ebcha about everything that happened, eh? See what, see what went down. And then, <laughs> Does it look like on, I have a choice? Well, Gregor, you always have a choice. You had the right that doesn't choice. Involve me getting locked in jail. Choice. Exactly. So let me have a chat with Ebchar. We'll see what's we'll see what's gone down. And then we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. That sound a plan? <sighs> much obliged. Much obliged. As I'm just looking on the floor, just still trying to just kind of catch it a little bit more of my breath. Glorious. With my uh, <laughs> billowing cape. With my, <laughs> with, with my billowing cape. Excuse <laughs> Ah. Do we have a problem here? <laughs> I bet you did. I guess you didn't see me there. 
<laughs> approaching them. <laughs> Indeed, Dix. That, that cloak must have aided you in your shadowy nature. <laughs> yes, it's a skill I've acquired over the years, I must say, as it all. Right. Well, maybe just a, a bit more work, but just a bit. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Um, yeah, so Dix, is this cape is billowing and you've walked towards them finally definitely making your presence known it wasn't known before that of course, of course. um yeah as you just kind of looks ah so you's uh decided to join us eh gots to say that was some mighty fine stealthness there can't, can't even tell you was near it's because i'm small that's right <laughs> that cape did not give you away no, I didn't even extend it. No, oh wow, we okay. I see, I, I see the company you're keeping here, Gregor. Let's see. Anyway, as I was saying to your friend over here, little, uh, what's your name? My name is Deeks. Ah, Deeks. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. He kind of once again bows low, swings his arms out in like a regal gesture, looks up. Aja Clorara. I run a uh, cape. <laughs> Glorious. Majestic, even. I bet you could take Majestic flight with that. Majestic is what I was going for. Ah, you're a man who gets... Yeah, you get it. You get it. Now, as I was saying to your friends here, well, Greg already knows, but uh, I run a, a quaint little area called the Dark Area. Down there, you can get everything that you can up top. As you know, probably, you can't get magic stuff up top because of the new mine crystal however down there that don't apply the new mine crystal really? can't well you can't penetrate certain layers of dirt and dust and all that kind of shite so we got magic let's go post haste <laughs> see your friend out here something you need as it all yeah and yes <laughs> it also go. don't have guards down there so what's gonna happen we're gonna take a quick little walk down there you guys are gonna rest you're gonna recuperate you're gonna just you, you can just chill you can shop whatever I'm gonna go to uh, um, to Ebchar Ebchar Reap I'm sure you know him you've just been on his expedition yeah. me and Ebchar we have an understanding we're, we're, we're close birds we're, we're quite tight you know that's kind of like hits his arms together we go way back you know so we're gonna have a chat and i'm gonna trust his word on you guys and then we'll see what happens from there yeah at the very least it's better than the guards wonderful i agree i agree i see no problem with that we will need to see that gentleman again as well for our pay for a fine oh, job you you use mean amrius of course yeah yes yes eb charles's son he don't he don't oh, deal with the money well, yeah, well, the family, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, you see this big statue here, and he just kind of, like, gestures to this giant statue of a triton victorious over a dead Sahogan in the center. There's some faded writing on the base. This is our entrance. And, Ezador, I want you to roll me a... a pers an investigation check, actually. They're kind of like peering at it. Oh, not 20. <laughs> nice.
So over time, the features have been chipped away, molded, and changed uh, to make it look like a Triton. But underneath it all, you can still see quite visibly. This was a statue of you. As you walk... Oh, that gave me tingles, that did. <laughs> as you, as you I walk literally to, felt... Oh. As, <laughs> as you walk... As you walk towards it, you see like there is a nameplate at the bottom which is kind of faded and has got moss over it. You want to wipe away the moss? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. But as you sweep the moss away in honour it reads in honour of Esidor Calderos hero of the settlement of Port Harbour gentlemen (laughs) 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 did I not say I was famous (laughs) Is that you, Isidore? <laughs> well, how many Isidores do you know? I don't know any. Exactly. Guy. For this one. <laughs> guy, that's a Triton. Last I checked, you ain't a Triton. Can you not see it? It didn't used to be. Just kind of peers up for a second. I have defaced my... <laughs> my statue. Who would do such a savage thing? I don't know. Yeah. Right there, I... Yeah, fair enough, he does look a little Ben Arthur's shape. But that ain't a mystery for me. That's a mystery for you, I guess. Also, that statue is hella old. How old? Oh. You know what? No, 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 no. No, he's, he's distracting me. Right. He just kind of reaches into his pocket and pulls out three rings. Each with, like, a ruby inset in the center. Right, so... The rings were different a couple of weeks ago. But uh, after a certain someone blew up an arena, he had to change. It did a little bit of things because apparently people thought the dark area was involved in. Not wrong, but not right. So these are uh, new rings. So if you place them on, just hand them out to each of you. Mm-hmm. You put them on. I'll put this one on, yeah. Keep yeah. Presume it's just falling off my finger all the time. You, you kind of, yeah, you have to kind of like just grasp it rather than have it on your finger. Yeah, I just put it straight onto my little finger, I would have thought. Little scaly finger. Ezidor, are you putting the ring on? Yes, I'll just yeah. put it on my finger. <laughs> you all die. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I actually thought that was a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just so hungry, I'm not on the ball. If this was first edition, if this was first edition, maybe. <laughs> you, you feel no difference, but he just kind of... Right, so I told your friend, uh, uh, your dearly deceased friend, Gregor Ragnarok, how to do this after he completed his nice little assassination mission. Because uh, he got living. Uh, oh, so that so, was him, was it? Well, I thought you knew. Nonetheless, nonetheless. I had my suspicions, and he did say that he did something. Oh, that was the thing he did. Anyway, as I showed him, you just walk around, and you place your finger on the seal, just places a finger, you let go, and you just walk into the statue. That's all uh, you do. Me? Any of you. No, oh, oh, me. the statue the of statue. you. Yeah, yeah, the base, the base around the back. Just walk into it, and just go down the stairs. 
I just uh, look behind me to where the district that we just came from, just to see... Ding, ding, ding. Just yeah. bells ringing in the background. It's like, well, I don't have a choice. And I just wave my finger in front of the the base and just walk into it. I'll hold mine and just swipe it across the mm-hmm. by. And I'll, go in, I'll just go have a word with Jax and just say, you see, Jax, things like this is why you don't want to cross me. <laughs> and then I'm going to go like, <laughs> and then go in. <laughs> okay, so as you three are walking down, it is a large spiraling staircase that is curling all the way, all the way down, lit by numerous torches, until eventually there's a large metal door right in front of you, lit by two more torches. Well, I must admit, it's been a while since I've seen one of my statues. It's good to finally know that I was recognised, not completely forgotten, even though it was defaced. That's good to know. A name is all that matters. Do you have any statues of you, Gregor? (laughs) I'm just going to huff and just push the door up. As you... It must be a mighty thing to have a statue of it. I'm just going to keep going. Like yeah, you're, you're saying that as you guys are walking out into pure blackness, but in the distance you can see numerous shapes. But directly in front of you, you can see a figure. He turns, he turns around and you can see he looks relatively regal-ish. He looks like he has a kind of like a navy uniform on it is like a blue deep dark blue button-up top with kind of like frills underneath um he's got some white high as cream like um trousers on with navy boots on he's got a cutlass on one side and hearing the door um he kind of turns around and from behind you just hear Azure. hey these are uh, these are guys that I told you about, you know? And as he turns around, you can see he's holding an instrument in his hands. Um, and you can see that it looks similar to a lute, but a little bit larger. The back is completely flat. And as he does, he kind of strums the guitar ever so slightly. And as he starts strumming the guitar, he opens his mouth and starts singing. You need to just stop. Like, can you just not? F1, roll me, con save, please. <laughs> uh, that's a 14 for me. Okay. It's a three for me. Okay. Still get your voice on. I like it. Keep it on. <laughs> 19. Thank you for letting me know that. 19, okay, let me just roll his. Sorry. Take away three from that. I was going to say it doesn't matter anyway, the natural 20. Ah, After hearing his dulcet tones, the three of you stop straight in place. That's some awfully good going, Twift. Now, you guys, uh, yeah. We, we need to ask you some questions about what's happened, and we don't want you running off, so I got my good buddy here, Sailor, to uh, 
to get, well, to get you in one place. So, guys, I'd like you to meet Sailor Twin. Hi everyone, Tom here. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this episode. With the group now back in Salt Harbour, we're starting to reach the final stretch for Chapter 1 of our campaign. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode is featured... JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador Calderos, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint and outro music were, as always, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. If you've listened to this episode and thought, well, that's some damn good music and ambiences, well, that's down to the generosity and talent of the amazing artists who created them and who allowed us to use them for this episode. Full links are in the description and I highly recommend giving them a look to use for your own sessions. Special thanks, of course, goes to Alexander Nakarada, Avery Alexander, Darren Curtis Music, Kevin McLeod, Sword Coast Soundscapes, The Ambience Channel, The Seventh Midnight, and Vivek Abhishek. Rollcast is on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at cast.roll. So if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, like the video and drop us a sub. It apparently helps with the algorithms. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so why not go through it, catch up, give those a like as well. Our social media profiles have information about the upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and just us interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities as a whole. So, look for us there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode. After yet another case of accidental terrorism, the group now find themselves in dire straits as we head into the back end of Chapter 1. Will they manage to avoid the law? And just who is the enigmatic Sailor Twift? The only way to find out is to come back for Episode 20, releasing September the 13th. Until then though, keep playing and we'll see you next time at the table. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Do you know what it is? Do you know what? It's, right, it's, all, of that, it's all of that. It's all of that. Absolute. We've seen how much. Seen, <laughs>